and welcome to a new festive episode of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast, the podcast that takes genuinely frequently asked questions from members of our VIP Puppy and Kitten Club and puts them to our panel of experts who, in turn, give some amazing advice on an array of puppy-related topics. So here we are, the stockings have been hung, the tree is up, the countdown to Christmas has begun. The festive season is an exciting time, not just for us, but also for our puppies. And there are more humans around, there's more food about, there's more fun things to play with. But in addition to all this comfort and joy, there may be a few scenarios where things could go a little awry. But don't worry, a little prep can go a long way towards keeping your puppy out of trouble and ensure that their first Christmas is a memorable one in a good way. Okay, so with me this episode, I have the lovely Claire Gavin, who is Director of Creative Development and Innovation at Pets at Home. Hello, Kate. So, Claire, question one from our, uh, I think this is from the Wagging Tail Facebook group, actually. How can I puppy-proof my Christmas tree? Oh, yes, that is a frequently asked question, isn't it? Because uh, for sure, boisterous puppies can really dive at your tree and topple it over. First of all, you really need to make sure that your tree is sturdy and secure. You know, if you like a smaller tree, it's brilliant if it's on a table. The tabletop tree can look absolutely amazing. If you're insistent that it's a floor to ceiling job, then um, artificial can be a good a good alternative because the needles won't drop on an artificial tree, which, you know, if your dog ingests the needles, it can cause some internal damage. So it's really important that if you do have a real tree that you keep the area under it swept of all needles at all times. So sturdy, secure, artificial is a good option. You have to be careful of the wires for your lights. So, um, you know, maybe tape them to the wall or tape them to the floor, put them under Christmas tree apron. And I would suggest that you put fragile baubles up high because you really don't want any damage coming to those. You don't want them to break. You don't want the the puppy to get caught in them. And you don't want to leave any low-hanging fruit, if you will, for them to, to be attracted to because the more you put at puppy height, the more likely they are to be inquisitive about it. So I think it's a good idea never to leave your puppy in the same room as your tree unattended because that's just a recipe for disaster. If you're like me and you've you've been super organised and you've got your presents all wrapped up already, I think it's best to resist putting them under the tree because puppies love a ribbon and love paper and it's very likely that those beautifully wrapped gifts won't last very long with your puppy around. Having said that, what you could do is you could leave the door to your Christmas tree room open, but you could use a baby gate. So mm. you, you know, if you're if you've got a um, a natural tree, the smell of the the pine can still come into your home, but you're you've puppy proofed the room by by making it impossible for the puppy to get into that room. Right. So we've got the tree up, we've got the gate up, stop them going in. However, as you well know as I do you can't if you're in the room with the tree and the puppy's the other side of the gate they're going to want to come and join you they're going to be whining and crying to come in they're overexcited anyway what can we do to stop them going for that low hanging fruit off the tree hopefully it's not going to be there and you would have put it up higher but they're going to be interested in the tree anyway so what what kind of 
distraction tactics or any sort of behave training things we can do is there anything that would help uh, absolutely I mean, it's always a great idea to have a toy a squeaky toy to hand um, because actually just squeaking it will distract them from the tree and actually reward them with the toy and with treats to make sure that they know they're not to be occupied with the treat they're being occupied with what you want to give them so I think that's a really great idea it is a genuine training opportunity and they have to learn you know ultimately we want our dogs to be able to be in the same room as the tree but learn to stay away from it we've touched on it slightly Claire with what we've just discussed but uh, another another question is are Christmas tree decorations dangerous for my puppy absolutely I mean (laughs) most most definitely the chocolate versions because as we know chocolate is a no-no for our dogs um so any candy any chocolate decorations really I, I personally would avoid them altogether um but you know if you've got to have them then put them up high well well out of puppy reach and of course you know there are some beautiful beautiful glass baubles that you can get there are ones with lots of sequins and glitter on all of which are you know not good for dogs and you don't want also their tails or them knocking your baubles off breaking them and then you've got the um, added nightmare of the sharp glass that can you know be ingested or it can get into pores and you know you don't want them eating artificial bits and pieces no berries on things you know no artificial tinselly bits and pieces ideally just keep them really out of reach yeah absolutely you may have touched upon this but yes I think we've answered this question are fairy lights dangerous for my puppy yeah I mean not only are they a potential strangling hazard you know if they chew them you've got all sorts of nightmares and I would really suggest that ideally you take them take them to a wall and make them as inaccessible to the to the puppy as possible but again it's a training opportunity as well isn't it because you don't want them chewing any wires in your house really so it's, it's not necessarily about not having any wires. It's making sure that you can distract them from the wires and reward them for, for actually paying no interest in them. So another great training opportunity and that squeaky toy to distract. And again, I think you've touched upon this as well already, that the, the question um, you've preempted me, is tinsel dangerous for my puppy? Well, yes, it is one of the most dangerous things for your pet's digestive system, isn't it? Absolutely. And especially that angel hair. Um, so you're, you're better off not having any. I don't know. There's there's lovely natural garlands that you can get. And there's something magical almost about a naked tree. I remember seeing one hanging upside down in the Tate years ago. And all they did was they sprayed the roots gold. And it was just oh. a beautiful thing. Uh, I don't know about the gold spray paint, but ultimately a <laughs> naked tree smells even better because it's unadorned. It's easier to water. It's easier to get to. And, and actually, it's really planet friendly as well. So always remember just to celebrate safely, people. Uh, we have lots of brilliant pet friendly uh, festive gifts and treats, as well as accessories to make your puppy feel safe and comfortable throughout the Christmas season. So pop in store or visit petsathome.com. So, Claire, before we move on from trees, let's face it, it's an ingrained Christmas custom, isn't it, to decorate the tree? So if you do want to continue to do it, what what can we do to keep puppy entertained while we're decorating the tree with the family? Well, ideally, you don't really want them in the room whilst you've got boxes of bits and pieces around the place, do you? Because that's just asking for trouble and causing hazards all over the place. So um, a board and buster is a great idea. Toy like Kong that you can fill with some paste. You know, if you freeze it, I know it's winter, but freezing it may 
makes it last longer and it makes it harder work for the dog. So it's a good a, a good long term board and buster, long lasting. And obviously we've got puzzles, snuffle mats. If you just put some some food or some treats buried into the snuffle mat, you'll have them amused for quite a long time. And the other thing that um, I'm finding really helpful is um, the playlist that we've pulled together, which Ooh, is about yeah. calming. It's about calming, really, but it's quite a distraction. And it seems to make um, my pup, Amber, quite restful when she listens to the music, which ultimately is the idea of it. And um, we'll certainly be cranking up the, uh, the sound vibes on our puppy playlist uh, when people come to visit or actually when there's maybe some celebratory fireworks so that they should, the playlist should actually drown out those, those sounds and keep Amber really safe and healthy and happy as well. It's amazing. And I guess that's not just for puppies as well. That'll be for all, all dogs really. Uh, so I'm just thinking about my dog buddy, who's not a puppy, sorry, off topic, but um, yeah. So it's, it's a playlist that's been put together by our uh, experts and it's available on Spotify and yeah, that's an amazing. So it's an it's a it's a playlist to keep your puppy calm. Got yeah, great. there's lots lots of documented evidence of the power of music in keeping dogs calm now. And I think it's great that you know we're doing it. You know, just even a classical radio station putting on some some soothing music um, can help. So they and they really do respond. It's quite quite noticeable how how instantly calm they are and distracted and sleepy. So if you're busy decorating, then a sleepy puppy is a good puppy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So some nice, calming, festive music. And uh, that would be really interesting to um, hear from our listeners if, you know, what, what, what their, how their puppies responded to that. So you can get in touch with us at puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk if you have a case study of your pup listening to Christmas classics. Can I give my puppy a wrapped present? Well, yes, you can. I mean, puppies love paper. I personally would be very careful to avoid any paper that had glitter or flitter or bits and pieces stuck to it. What's flitter? Uh, flitter is like a glitter that's encapsulated in varnish. So right. it would come off as a kind of big piece as opposed to little bits and pieces that come off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, things like foil on paper is not great. And, yeah. you know, what, the way that a Christmas paper is produced um, often uses bleach and chlorine to get that crisp whiteness of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, increasingly, uh, as our focus on sustainability grows, which is wonderful more and more paper is natural and a bit like your brand parcel paper so I actually think it's quite good fun to get some natural paper screw it up into a ball and actually it's a perfect distraction if you toss it across the room for the puppy um, to so you can actually open your own present let alone the puppy's present what I would say and maybe this is just my experience with Amber but I'm sure there are many other puppy owners that their puppies do this she loves to shred Oh gosh, yes. Absolutely. Rolls. And so that lovely scrunched up ball of natural paper is a great fun thing to do for one second and then I have to take it away, otherwise I've got bits of wet yeah. soggy, chewed up, yuck paper all over the place. Obviously, I would avoid anything like ribbon. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, jute technically is is safe, but it's still a length of twine. So I I would avoid any any dressings for your present that that aren't, you know, as natural as possible. Whilst it, it's amazing to get a little pore shaped 
stocking to hang on, on the fireplace, the fire mantle. Obviously, our puppies, whilst they're born very small, they grow to very different sizes very quickly. Indeed. And they can have very big paws that can swipe many things off ta- tables, you know, mantelpieces, which goes back to, you know, not hanging anything towards the bottom of your tree and being really mindful of the size of your puppy and and what their reach is as well. Yeah, always, always bear in mind the reach, people, because, yeah. I mean, also anything, there's going to be so much newness going on in the house as well. There's lots of new things and they're going to, their curiosity is going to be peaked, isn't it? It's just like, oh, what's that? What's that? I'm going to hit it. Oh, it's on the floor. I'm going to meet it. So, yeah, just uh, be aware. So there is an amazing thing, isn't it? You're saying about puppies loving paper. There is there is a, an amazing product on the market that you've mentioned to me off camera before, haven't you? Oh, this is brilliant. Um, it's a it's a Christmas card for your dog or puppy. Um, and it's by a company called Scoff Paper. And they're flavoured um, potato-based cards. It's one-sided. Um, you can use, um, you can buy a pet-friendly pen from them. So the ink that you sign your your pet's card with is totally edible for pets. Seriously, you can yep. have pet-friendly pens with pet-friendly ink. Yep, oh, yep, genius. So um, the card that I've bought for Amber this year has got a lovely Christmas design on it, and it's uh, chicken flavoured. Uh, it will take her a little bit of time to enjoy it as well. So it's a good boredom buster as well. Oh, that's fabulous. So it's, I, I guess it's sort of similar to, you know, the, the flying saucers that were made up like rice paper. That we said. Is that kind of similar thing? Exactly. It is very like that. And they're quite big, kind of A5 size. So um, not not calorific. Oh, yeah. that's such a good idea. It keeps them entertained and they can eat it. And it's just adorable. What a great idea. And also, I guess, going back to a pre- uh, another episode previously where I got very excited when you started talking about um, peanut scented bubbles and bacon scented bubbles so that's another great distraction absolutely you you just recap on those just very quickly here as well just so i don't have to send people back through the archive oh yes absolutely you can get um bubble machines for dogs you um you can buy um as you say peanut butter scented or bacon scented um bubbles um you get a little trough to pour the bubbles into and uh pop a battery into your bubble machine and oh my gosh the dog's absolutely love these bubbles they really do um great fun great fun outside in the garden i haven't tried mine in the snow yet but i think it's going to be very funny in the snow because the bubbles are like you know human bubbles so you get this kind of holographic beautiful oily color you know so the dogs can you know can scent them and and sort of sort of see them i suppose must be kind of gray but (laughs) in the snow that could be very funny so we all know that gifts are obviously gifts are an important part of the uh, festive holiday season. You can't get away from the fact that they're going to be, even if you don't put them under the tree, they're going to be somewhere. Presents are going to be present, aren't they? Excuse the pun. Yeah. And, and you know, lots of us want to buy our puppies um, lovely smelling uh, puppy treats with all the women in the world. Even the best packaging ever will still let a scent of a puppy treat. Absolutely. So it is really important to store your um, puppy's presence in a cupboard away from them because otherwise they could be too, too, too tempting. And likewise, with our own gifts, it's always better to leave it to the very last minute to put them under the tree or at least, you know, put, put the baby gate back up and stop the puppy going into the room because a pile of presents under the tree is unfairly tempting for them. So, you know, also 
uh, you know, not thinking about all of the tags and the ribbons that, you know, they could get into as well. You can just take human ideas and buy yourself a big Santa sack and put all of your puppy's toys into a big Hessian style sack, maybe with their initial on it. There are lots of shops that sell them. These are a big, they become a toy in themselves. Absolutely, the yeah. You can crawl in, pick out its own presence. Um, and, you know, that is Christmas all over, isn't it? It's a good idea just to keep a watch on what they're doing at all times. So, you know, puppies can get into everything without, you know, a minute. So you need to be watching. It's really easy to get distracted at Christmas with our own presence, isn't it? Well, if we can. So um, I think just be mindful that you need to keep your eye on them. And, you know, if they have opened a present that is for them, and perhaps it's a, a really soft toy when you know that your puppy is a major chewer or a, seek, a squeaker seeker. Actually, squeaker if, you know seeker. <laughs> if you know they're already destroying it, take it away. It's it's just not worth the risk. If they've already pulled at the rope and, you know, if some, no, no puppy toy is indestructible. There will be some dog somewhere with a super tenacity to pick at bits or pick at the label. And then they'll be into the wadding, et cetera, or bits of, you know, bits of rubber if, they, if they're really destructive. So keep an eye out. If, they, if they've broken the toy or if they started to break it, take it away. Get rid. I know you've uh, gone through this scenario yourself recently with um, your adorable puppy, Amber. So do you have any tips around um, puppy meeting guests? So the question that came in is, how do I help my overexcited puppy greet my guests? Well, gosh, yes. Amber would just fly at the door. And the most important thing, I think, is if you let your guests know ahead of time that you'll be leaving the door unlocked and that it would be really helpful if they didn't invite themselves in, that actually if you just ask them to wait until they can hear you say, come in, because actually you've managed to tether your dog. Um, Really, you want to leash your puppy before your guests arrive. A long training leash is brilliant for this, actually, because no matter how mad they go, you can actually grab the end of it. And, you know, if you're just using a standard leash, it's not always long enough. Yeah. But ultimately, it's really good to create barrier training for your puppy. So you might have a gate on your kitchen door, for example, if your kitchen is, it can you can see the kitchen from the hall. Actually, you want your puppy to be able to stay calmly behind that barrier, sitting quietly when people come to the door. If you don't have a gate, I think it is really it's it's a good idea to keep them on a leash and actually when the doorbell rings you know the, it's likely a puppy unless it's brilliantly trained from the first minute of its life it will go mad it will bark. and actually it's really important to take it away from the door to actually calm it down to treat it to have it sit quietly with a treat and then actually it's a good thing to practice this before you get anywhere near guests coming for christmas yeah but in theory what happens then is actually when the door's opened you are in control of the puppy on a lead or restrained in some way behind a door the puppy won't be barking and actually your guests can come in and you can gently introduce your puppy to your guests and try to discourage it from jumping up sometimes you know puppies have weak bladders so be prepared for 
little splashes of accidents they, they're not they're only excited to see people they're not they're no. not doing anything wrong it's not because they're not toilet trained exactly little little splashes of excitement are inevitable <laughs> indeed. indeed and i think you know you, you'll find that once your puppy has seen everybody and checked everybody out they'll actually probably be quite calm uh, you know, because the, the novelty will have worn worn off. But I think yep. it really is important that you also have a safe and quiet place for your puppy because when they can get very overwhelmed and, you know, they're, they're tiny, aren't they, puppies? So they're young and they get tired quickly. So having a, a safe space for them, their own room that isn't shut away, that maybe is accessible, the doors open, but actually they've got a bed, a cosy blanket. If they have a comfort toy that they take to their bed they've got a crate actually allow them access to it so that actually they can come back out to see your guests at their own pace in their own time okay next question one of the surest ways to put a dampener on christmas is an emergency trip to the vet so let's uh, go through a few questions that can hopefully resolve that issue and well hopefully prevent it entirely from happening so are festive snacks and treats that we love this time of year dangerous for my puppy? I'm assuming I know the answer. Claire. Yeah, in the main, they are. It's not great. I mean, I confess that my pup is probably going to have a little bit of our turkey just to top off her kibble. Um, but you know what? There are doggified, safe versions of all of the lovely things that we enjoy. So, for example... We're, we are selling, and many other retailers sell too, um, a turkey dinner. So we're doing a Wainwright's turkey dinner with cranberry, or we can offer a duck parsnip and thyme meaty tray, which sounds quite delicious, I have yeah, to say. I'll um, do that. <laughs> we, you know, you could maybe top off with one treat of um, a yummy pig in blanket. So we've mm-hmm. got treats, pigs in blankets. And we've got three bird roast treats. treats. If if you're fancying a three bird roast for your own Christmas lunch, perhaps your dog could have a little treat with three bird roast. And then, you know, when we get to our Christmas pudding, we've got some mini Christmas puddings that are totally, totally puppy safe. Um, We've got carob yule logs. We've got mince pies that are dog friendly. And we even do some really adorable hand iced, hand baked Christmas tree biscuits. Okay, so another another obvious festive favourite is Christmas drinks. So how do we puppyfy? Uh, you're all sitting right because the guests have arrived, your pups calmed down, everyone's chilled out. We're either waiting for the Christmas dinner to be cooked, everyone's having a little tipple, the eggnogs come out. What can we do to allow the puppy to join in? Oh, well, we've got some fantastic Woof and Brew Posh Pooch Barker Bay wine for dogs. Um, it's uh, just over £3 for a, a bottle of it. Um, it's like a, a, a non-alcoholic, non-carbonated and grape-free herbal tincture, if you will. So mm. it's it's healthy and it's 100% infusion of natural herbs. As a refreshing treat, I think that not all dogs would want to drink a whole bowl of it, but actually it's a fantastic dressing for the top of their food. Nice. And, and actually, maybe it's just Amber who drinks everything, but she <laughs> would drink she would drink a bowl of it. Um, and we also do, um, you know, if beer is your thing and you feel like your dog should be able to join in with the beer, um, we do a bottom sniffer beer as well, which again is a healthy and herbal uh, herbal blend. So you really can make them part of the family. 
I live in deepest, darkest Wales, and there are lots of craft beers and IPAs that have crazy names. And but Bottom Sniffer has to. That is well, I, I'm speechless. That is the best beer name I've ever heard. Bottom Sniffer beer, love it. <laughs> Actually, just thinking, Kate, though, for breakfast. Uh, it, it can be a good idea to give your puppy just a little, in fact, actually, maybe this is a Christmas Eve idea. You know how you leave milk and cookies for Santa? Yeah. Well, actually, we sell some cookies for dogs. And I talked about the Christmas tree biscuits. But um, we also we also um, sell uh, puppy and dog milk. And puppy milk is uh, is goat milk, actually. And it's it's a really helpful um, boost for them. You don't need very much. A little carton, you know, you only need to give them, I don't know, about a quarter of a carton. But just before bed, the night before, waiting for Santa. Or actually, maybe it's in the morning with their um, healthy rise and shine breakfast biscuit. Oh, my gosh. Milk and cookies for your pup at Christmas. That's a great idea. How do I keep my puppy entertained on Christmas Day? Oh, bless. Claire, Claire's just been joined on screen by her gorgeous puppy, Amber, who's just come in the room. Hello, Amber. She's so cute. Your dog is so cute. Anyway, so we've, we've had our Christmas dinner. We've had, our, we've had a few beers. It's time for the Christmas movie, the traditional Christmas movie, or in my house, as it's known, the uh, Christmas nap. Puppy might get a little bit bored. How do we entertain the puppies when we are just passed out on the sofa or watching the film? Bored and busters, obviously long-lasting <laughs> shoes, long-lasting treats. And we've got some really great um, uh, dental treats that are all Christmas shapes, Christmas characters, but they're sort of stippled at the back and they're long-lasting, 100% digestible. Amazing. And, and actually they're good to keep a, a, a dog amused. <laughs> Amber's disagreeing with my suggestion. Um, snuffle mats are again brilliant. Oh. Do you know it's because I've taken something away from her that she wants? And she oh right, I'll give, give, it, give it a back. <laughs> I think Amber's back on track. She's got what she wanted. Brilliant. Okay, so where were we? So um, you know, we talked about uh, snuffle mats. You know, a licky mat is a great idea as well. If you get some um, peanut butter or maybe you've got some low-fat cream cheese, you can spread it onto a licky mat. Even better if you've got time to freeze it because actually the dog licking between all the stipples, it should take them a good old while to, to get all the treat from it. And um, because they're very thin, you spread it very thin well, you should do. I suppose you could spread it thick if you wanted to, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's kind of not piling on loads of calories and actually taking them a long time to get through. So that's a great idea as well. Then we see now, especially puzzle toys are going through the roof. Yeah. And for puppies, that's so good to see because it really helps their cognitive development. It stimulates them. It gets them thinking. It gets them figuring out um, how to get the treats. So you've got different different levels from one to three you can get more advanced ones as well and they're really great for you to play with your dog you can kind of watch a film in the background but actually they are learning and they're amused at the same time brilliant so could you for the listener who might not be aware of um could you maybe describe one of the puzzle toys yeah yeah so um they might be for example a round disc that has different uh, bone shaped hollow toys uh, lids if you will 
and that there are different levels of difficulty. So you can have the bone flat or you can have it tilted. And it's just a level of it's almost like a clock, if you will, where each of the, the numbers would be a bone shaped lid. Oh, and okay. be able to get those off and pick them up because they're close together. It's difficult for them to get their jaws around each bone. But you could only have half of them so there's more space between them all you can get various puzzles that they have to pull out plinths so the uh, treat drops down or they have to press a pedal to get a a lid to open so they can access the treat so it's really you know they have to spin things round. so really really good to help them really you know puppies are smart puppies are also desperate to eat treats so it it can be quite (laughs) amazing as well the whole family (laughs) Excellent. So yeah, so the, the basically the, the 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 end game of each of each puzzle toy is to basically reveal a treat. You are working the puppy's working something out and at the end of it you can smell it, he knows it's in there, just yeah. wants to get his little paws on it. The other thing I thought was quite a good idea because if you're sat on the floor enjoying your film, you could take one of our Santa tug toys and hook it round your foot with the dog trying to, you know, tug the Santa from the other side of your foot. Um, if you're really, really engrossed in your film, could be a good option. Excellent. And if it's been her, God, that's about three hours, isn't it? So yeah, <laughs> it'll be the situation. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, the, the, the your puppy will be chewing a, a rope tug toy and rope is brilliant for keeping their dental condition in great shape. So after their Christmas lunch, a dental toy like a rope toy is a great idea as well. But obviously, if if your pup isn't boisterous, doesn't want to play, doesn't need to be entertaining, like I said before, maybe they're just exhausted too from their festive feast and want a little nap. So, Claire, what what, what do we need to make sure that they've got a little comfort space to go and disappear to if they just want a little snuggle down? Hopefully you've, you've got a space in your in your home anyway that is a safe place for your dog and it's where, you know, your pup sleeps at night, be that in a crate or be that in a bed. And, you know, a lovely, thick, cosy blanket, especially in these dark, chilly nights, keeps them super, super cosy. Um, you can buy beds that have a, a self-warming layer. So it's almost like a layer of foil that reflects their body heat back which actually makes them more snoozy. And you know what's great for older dogs as well, or, you know, puppy joints and older dogs joints as well. Um, You know, it's cool if they take a toy with them and they have a a love of comfort toys, then that's great. And also um, there are a couple of things that are just quite cool ideas. You can buy a toy that has um, a heartbeat in it. So from when a puppy is really, really new and has just come away from its mom, um, you can turn on this little heartbeat and it's like a comfort toy and it it has a a beat that, you know, makes them calm. So the other way to make them calm is to plug in a pheromone uh, diffuser. So they're called Adaptil. And, uh, you know, the pheromone is a mimic of the sense that the mother gives off after she's given birth, which a puppy will find reassuring and and safe. And that calms them and it's relaxing. Um, We actually have a fantastic playlist of very soothing sounds. You know, music is a really big big type of uh, it's written about a lot now you know in the properties of music and calming animals mm. and so our playlist is a great one to do and then of course you know at Christmas and at New Year as well when we kind of play this whole thing again 
people love to set off fireworks don't they and thunder shirt a thunder shirt works wonders on a dog that is anxious and is um very um upset by loud noises and bangs okay so how does the thunder shirt work so it's a brilliant idea actually the theory is fantastic it's a jacket that you wrap as tightly as you can around your dog and that's really important i think if you've got a dog with a humongous coat you know like a chow chow or some weird it might not be as effective because their coats don't allow you to get as much pressure as you can but the idea of the thunder shirt is basically mimicking what you would do to a child who is anxious and that means you would pick up the child and hug it as tightly and as close to you as possible give them a cuddle thunder shirt mimics that tight hug or you can be me, who's got a very humanised pup, and just pick the puppy up and hug it like a child. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, me too. I do that. Um, yeah, but oh, that's great. So it's just it's just simulating a little a little hug, little. It's okay having a little cuddle with your owner. Lovely. We have just mentioned chilling them out before, but you know, finally, been a big day. Your puppy's probably happily exhausted from all the stimulation, excitement, and play. So we've talked about um, getting them settled down. Claire, you've got a suggestion for a lovely present for your pup on Christmas Day anyway that will come in handy right now. Well, you know, with all these people that are coming around to the houses of of everybody, especially this year more than ever before, well, ever since the the pandemic started, I think it's really bad if your dog bed looks in not great condition. So A, it's a time to freshen it up and put it in the washing machine. B, why not treat them? to a really lovely, super soft new dog bed. I mean, we've got some gorgeous ones in the Wainwrights fabrics with toys to match, collars and harnesses to match. You know, you can get the whole shebang, a beautiful jacket for these winter walks that you're going to go on. Do you know what? Something that you're proud of and something that is a real treat for your dog with a cosy blanket to go with it. And it's just like us deciding those of us who do, maybe getting a Christmas blanket for the sofa, maybe getting uh, Christmas towels in your in your various bathrooms, Christmas nice. plates. You can yeah. see theme the whole thing. So actually, why forget your pup? Good idea. And also, all these people coming around for some from free free scram. I think they should quite possibly be bringing a present for your puppy with them. To be honest. So there you go. There's some ideas. Well, indeed. And you know, all of those people who are turning up with a Christmas jumper on, actually, it's a really cool thing if your dog is happy to be dressed up to actually give them a Christmas outfit. You know, I think it's, we've got some fantastic ones, Kate. You could, your your puppy can be a snowman um, or it could wear just a cable knit red jumper with reindeer antlers, or it could have a proper Christmas jumper with Santa on it. Um, we've got things for all sizes and all, um, all breeds. What I would just stress though is, A, never leave your pet unattended if you've dressed them up. And B, they are animals. So we have to respect the fact that they're animals. And some of them just do not like being dressed up. So there are alternatives. You know, you don't have to put antlers on your pet if they don't want to wear them. But but you could buy them a um, reindeer printed uh, collar and lead set. Or you could get a little collar charm that is either a reindeer or a Santa or a Christmas tree. It's a nod to Christmas or pop a Christmas bandana on their collar. So they're joining in the fun. If they don't want to dress up, that's fine. But they are part of the family. That's great. And you know what? That has answered one of the questions I accidentally missed earlier, which was, 
can my puppy wear a Christmas jumper? So thank you for that. And I think, you know, one thing you'll know that kids fashion now and kids dress up and kids clothing generally has to be fire retardant because yeah. it's just so dangerous if it's not. And why should your dog be any less safe than your children because they're an integral member of the family right so this year for the first time we've made all our christmas apparel and fashion fire retardant so your puppy can be as safe as your children would be in anything that it's dressing up in well that's great that pets at home you've actually gone the extra mile because there isn't actually any ombudsman or governing body over that kind of thing for pets it's it's all very well for the humans and children human children but when it comes to our animals there's no there's no real sort of british standard kite stamp or anything for that so that's that is amazing that you've gone the extra mile and done that on the um our facebook group the the wagging tail where lots of puppy owners go in and uh, get some advice and ask puppy related questions there were a few people going can i can i put booties on my puppy claire what are booties Oh, literally, that's what they are. They are little um, boots that you can pop on, uh, sold in packs of four, of course, for our four-legged friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they take a little bit of practice, A, getting on, and B, for the pup to get used to them, because you will see a little bit of a Bambi on Ice escapade um, to start with. But once they're used to them, they're actually really happy walking in them. You you know, if you're a, if you're a fell walker, for example, they're absolutely brilliant in protecting uh, your pup's paws um, and they're also really good at this point this part of the year a for grip and b to protect the paws from things like rock salt the other thing i was going to say is actually whilst they seem like a fashion accessory we also sell packs of socks for dogs and they have little jelly pads you know like the socks that we, we can yes. wear and the reason they are brilliant is you know in today's world we're all pretty much you know wooden floors or tiled floors ceramic tiles are quite skatey for for pups and for dogs now you can get a special paint that you can coat your floor with that actually makes it anti-slip for puppies um, and dogs but ultimately these little socks also just give them a bit of extra grip especially whilst they're developing and their bones are developing you don't want any kind of hip dysplasia element you know risks so the socks whilst they're christmas santa kind of socks they actually do have a a real purpose as well Wow, or I, I, I literally have run out of room and I'm going to have to go and grab a new notebook because all these notes I'm making of all these amazing things you're talking about that I've got included in the notes. That's so great. Uh, non-slip socks. Okay, so I hope that um, that plethora of puppy-related advice has uh, given you loads of ideas for um, how to entertain your puppy this Christmas and make sure that they enjoy the festive period as much as you do. Thank you again so much, Claire Gavin, who is Director of Creative Development and Innovations at Pets at Home. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you're not already a member, then why not join the Pets at Home VIP Puppy and Kitten Club, where you can join the club via the Pets at Home app. It's free to download. And by doing so, your very important pup will join millions of puppy owners getting expert advice through their uh, puppy and kittens first year. And in addition to advice and tips, you'll also get 10% off your first shop. Plus, every swipe of your VIP card at the till raises funds for an animal charity of your choice and will also send you quarterly updates to let you know how much you've raised 
And to date, members have helped raise over £10 million for pets in need. If you're a fan of Facebook, then why not join the Wagging Tail group where you can receive even more great puppy advice and share stories with like-minded puppy owners. And don't forget, we want to see your pictures um, of your puppy uh, on Christmas Day. So you can um, do that. You can email us if you've got a puppy-related question that you'd like us to put to our panel and send us your pics. You can email them at puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk. And on Instagram, we are at petsathomeuk. And on Twitter, for some reason it's different, it's just at petsathome. So, yeah, keep keep your photos coming, keep your questions coming, and just have a happy Christmas, everyone. See you on the other side. Bye.